Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the I'm Getting There podcast. It's your host, Michael Booth, and I'm back this week with another returning guest. It is Santa Cruz comedian, Mac Ruiz. I catch up with her uh, since she was last on the show. We talk about uh, Zoom comedy, uh, podcasts that she's in the process of starting, and a bunch of other things. It's a really fun episode. Uh, go follow her on Instagram at It's Mac Ruiz. I'll put her uh, Instagram handle in the description below. And also, if you could please subscribe to the podcast on any platform you're on right now. And if you're on Apple Podcasts, go ahead and leave a review at the bottom, please. And also, give the podcast some stars. Uh, Hopefully, it's five stars. And if you really want to support the podcast, you can also donate to the podcast by clicking on the tip jar uh, link in the description. And uh, I think believe the smallest donation starts out at a dollar. I'm in the process of putting up some private content right now. So if you're a recurring tip jar uh, member, they'll start uh, private episodes will start popping up. Those will just be solo episodes of myself. And those will be coming up soon. I have uh, one that I'm almost ready to post. So we're getting there. Anyway, uh, thank you for supporting the show. Thank you for listening to the show. Uh, enjoy this episode with Mac Ruiz. I'm proud of you. <laughs> <laughs> you flew too close to the sun. Uh, we, yeah, uh, I got burned, but no, um, how, no, like I, I wanted to, you know, I wanted to catch up. It's been a while since we've, since we've chatted the, you were like the, se- I think you were the second guest on the show actually. So yeah, that was so fun. That was right when I moved into the house I used to live in that was super haunted and you did that cre- creepy addict tour on yeah Instagram Live. I, I was... yeah i did and it was so creepy and i would hear noises in my walls like all the time that's you were just having like animals live in your walls yeah maybe. pretty much but i moved since then so okay. it's all good there you go yeah i moved a couple times actually and i just settled in a new house so lots of changes What's new with you? Uh, not a whole lot. Um, just doing doing this stuff and and working and this stuff. Been... Don't discredit yourself. You have like all these podcasts. You're doing all these cool things. Like, don't discredit yourself. Stop, <laughs> son. Come on. Are you winning? You're winning. <laughs> Listen, you got so much going for you. <laughs> oh thank you no but yeah it's 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 uh it's fun though because it's a lot of uh it's just a lot of conversation with it's like the way to, way to connect with everybody still i guess is how i look at it so that's uh it's been fun you know to just chat with everybody i had ruben on recently and uh Justin oh and you love him John he's Gabb so sweet and, yeah so that was fun uh did you watch the did you watch the game the big game, as they say. The big game, the inauguration of Joe Biden. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, now I know yeah. you mean the Poppy Bowl. I know what you yeah. mean. I know what um, you mean. Yeah, the puppies were great. I felt like there were um, definitely too many uh, mutts too many. in the mix. I was like really rooting for some purebreds. Um, oh, okay. That was nothing. I don't know what that was. But uh, the game. Yes, I did watch the game. And I can't comment. You know what? That was me. That was me pretending like I could talk about anything besides the actual Super Bowl game that happened that you're talking about because I can't talk about it because I went to the only bar in town in my town that allows people to drink outside there's like a certain sort of like speakeasy type place and I went there with my friends and I social distant of course you know there were masks involved and I drank a lot and I was surrounded by dogs and I had my own puppy bowl and I don't remember who won. Is that the puppies that you posted recently? Yes, on my Instagram. Oh, yes. you looked like you were having a good time. I cannot tell you. It's also joy. good to know that you were having a few drinks too because that just that's like that would be just a <laughs> Let's like a drink. picture like walking up to you you're just like oh what? <laughs> hi like you're just like look at this <laughs> so i was like kind of tipsy and i this this man's walks up to the bar it's an outdoor bar and he has two of these like mixed breed dogs the ones with like the spots on them that was in the picture and then mm-hmm. two like wiener dogs so he's just like four leashes of dogs and like tipsy me was like oh excuse me i must insert myself in this situation and (laughs) i went up to him and i was like excuse me sir may i have a pet and he was just like oh my god yeah go to town and i he did not know what he was getting into because i sat down on the stairs and the dogs just started like licking my face and they were like climbing in my lap and they were i was just like covered in four dogs just like kind of drunk <laughs> off of like a paloma and like a Michelob ultra <laughs> and the dogs were just like having a great time i was having a great time it was amazing wow so much love so who yeah. won the super bowl uh, the Buccaneers did. Oh, Tom Brady I... and the Buccaneers, yeah. That's good for them. I, I, yeah, I mean, it is what, yeah. It's over now, it's onward. I watched a video today, actually, of Tom Brady throwing the, the Lombardi trophy, the Super Bowl trophy, like, from his boat to another boat. And, like, they were having, like, a boat parade. My first was... instinct is to, like, judge and be like, oh, my God, why would you do that to something so sacred? But then I'm also just like... <laughs> My, like, next instinct is to just be like, yeah, fuck that trophy. Like, <laughs> you're so rich and you've yeah. achieved so much. Throw it over the boat. I, honestly. I think when you win seven of them, you, like, tossing, tossing it to another boat is, like, not, you don't like, really not care. Like, not a big deal. You're just like, who, who, who actually cares about I this don't, trophy? I don't like that. I don't know. That's pretty crazy. Yeah. I was like, oh, okay. You know what just, I thought? Disrespect. You know what's funny? I well, I, I don't know if it's funny, but um, I didn't know that Buccaneers. Well, I, I, so listen. Here's the deal. I love sports, but the main reason I love um, the Super Bowl is because I get to make fun snacks, and mm-hmm. I didn't really get to do that this year because thank you COVID. And so I like I do like live sports. I've always played sports. I I love it, but. I don't care that much unless it's a team that I care about, you know? So when everyone was like, oh, the Buccaneers, I'm like, 
I, like, are they the same? Is it like the counterpoint to the Cowboys? Like, I thought Buccaneers was like a oh, Cowboy. Turned like, oh, Buccaneer. But then I found like, out this year. You think I, of that because like a bucking Bronco yeah. or something? Okay. Well, I don't know. Some, I don't know. No, you're, what, no listen, it's okay. I don't know what I, I thought. I, I was know. trying to associate like where you got. That makes sense, though. Thank you. Everyone else was just like, you're stupid. But thank you for trying to get on my level. I was just trying to figure out. I mean, I was just trying to figure out what you meant. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I thought, yeah, like the Buccaneers were on horses. I don't know. And, <laughs> and um, then I found out it's pirates. Yeah. They're, it's a pirate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. If you would have, um, if, if you would have, like. Maybe looked at the uh, like the well, the, the, their team, flag, the yeah, and, the flag and it's and, and it's a skull and the swords and, yeah. and the skull and, and yeah, and I know and that I could still be out. associated with cow. It could so, still be associated with cowboys. I think though. You no, know, I found out. I found out. I swords. heard the name and then I looked at the picture and I was like, oh, I get it now. But okay. Anyway, um, they won, and I'm that's good for them. Yeah, I mean. <clears throat> It's uh, it's over now. We just gotta wait until. Uh, you like hockey, months. Michael? Yes. Yeah, I'm a Sharks fan, and I'm really excited for uh, the new team that's coming to Seattle, the Kraken. Is uh, that what is that? That's the hockey team that Seattle <laughs> just. Uh, it's a new. That's the that's the name of the team is the Kraken. I love that for them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I love that for them. Uh, I would. I feel- <laughs> that is that is the fucking. I love that for them. That is just. <laughs> Oregon. Oh my god, I love that for them. <laughs> that is just there. That what it's what a name. That is just good for them. I love that. Fuck yeah, you. that's the. Like they just get that's to have the. A octopus. Yeah, I just love that energy. That's just great team name energy. <laughs> No, I really do love them for them. That's no, fun. it's good. It's fun. Uh, they get over oh, there having a new team. Isn't that fun? No, it is great. They're actually a new arena is being built in Seattle for them. Like it's a whole. It's going to be a big deal. Really? Uh, yeah. So it's don't uh, you it's love exciting. that for them? I I just love that for them. It's just it's just great. It's just. <laughs> well, I do. I mean, I don't. know. No, I'm excited. Thought... Yeah. So I, like a few years ago, I saw my first live hockey game and I okay. fell in love. Like, I don't know if it was the overpriced nacho cheese or the like big glass of beer or the like, you know, fights and the, gla- the them like ramming again. I don't know. Everything and... aligned. And I was just like so stoked. And then when they, everyone starts chanting the shark thing, I mean, I just. I fell in love. It was just so fun. I felt like there's this huge collective energy. It's the same way I feel. Okay, listen, don't at me for this, but it's very similar to like, <laughs> don't look at me like that. Don't. Uh... <laughs> it's very similar to when like, I remember being like a 15 year old when I got saved and like went to like church youth camp, you know? Okay. And everyone's like, there's like, you know, there's like 800. Okay, I don't actually know what the number would be. It'd probably be like 400. You know, kids in various ages in this camp, and we'd all be in this you know big room, and there would be like the band, the worship band, and mm-hmm. they would be singing Christian songs, and everyone was singing along, and it was like this really like massive collective energy, 
that felt really special, you know, at the time. And I don't, I, it's so interesting. That's the same feeling that I had when I was at this like sharks hockey game when we were all doing the shark chant wow. thing. Like what's You felt the, like a part of like, like a, a part community. of something. Yeah. A part yeah. of something bigger. This, I mean, collective you felt energy. like you belonged some, to something. Well, I mean, it can also be the same thing like at a concert. Have you ever felt it at a concert? It's just like this collective energy. You're all singing along to the same song. You're all on the same wavelength. You're all having the same experience. That's like a part mm-hmm. of like, it's like a core memory in your life. It just is something about it to me seems special. No, that's, yeah. I I like, I went, I went to a, a Sharks game when I first moved down here and I, I had a similar experience. Cause What's I, the I never really they been do? A, I don't know. I don't uh, know either, and it, it's bothering me. I need to know, though. I should probably know, I but really, I don't. We need someone to produce your podcast to just, like, Google it when we talk about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I I mean, I can Google that right now. <laughs> you're just telling me to look it up, or you're just saying, look it You're just like, Michael, look it up. Fuck. <laughs> no. What? Uh, no. That's not what I love that saying. energy. I love that energy. I love that for you. <laughs> Let's what see, are you drinking? Oh, I am drinking on a black cherry white claw, and then I have a mango one also ready to crack when this one is. What I don't you? know you why. Have a nice... I don't know why it bothers me so much that I said, "What are you drinking?" and you said, "I'm drinking on." I. I don't. I don't I'm sorry. I don't. No, you don't need to apologize. I. I just. I mean, psychologically, I don't understand why that bothers me. Like, why? I. I just don't like it. Because you're not drinking on it. You're, like, literally, you know. Like but you're... are you, though? But are no, you drinking on it? No, you're drinking it. Are you drinking out of it? Well, you'd be drinking out of a can. I'm drinking a can of? Is that what I would say? Well, I mean, if you wanted to say it that way, yes, you'd be. I'm drinking a can of Black Cherry White Claw. But you could also just say, I'm drinking White Claw or Black Cherry White claw. <laughs> <laughs> All I can find is that they chant "Let's Go Sharks" a lot, and then there's like a no, there's like a chance they do it for different players. There's like a there's a there's actually I'm a Reddit thread. There's quite a bit. There's a quite a few. I'd have to narrow it down for you. I mean, we could go through these. Um, I think goal do they songs? do do they no it's this everyone does this motion everyone does yeah this it's kind of like motion they it's do like the a shark's shark, mouth they do the shark yeah. mouth motion does I don't know if they I don't can't remember if they say anything but I just remember being in the crowd and everyone was doing that motion and I was like oh we're we're all doing it okay all yeah. right I'm a part of something mm-hmm. yeah it's like uh, other other like a lot of college sports have a lot of that kind of stuff like college football teams certain ones have like different uh things they will do like florida state will do like this thing okay okay what okay wait wait. what state did you grow up in washington right so in washington when you were in elementary school did you have to occasionally at school assemblies have to sing the national anthem have to sing the national anthem like as a like as a group yeah like Mm, uh did you ever do flag ceremonies or anything like that interesting we had like 
Hmm. We had like that. We had to like pledge the allegiance. You know what I mean? You yeah. Uh, we. I don't think we sang it. We did like the pledge, and then I think that was it. So you never sang that song as a collective in your class. No, I was in choir though. Wow. In junior high, we did so... that at my school. We growing up in California, we we did wow. that, and that was like a big part of it. And I wonder if I actually, because I was wondering, like, where does this psychological thing come from, right? Like, why do I feel a part of something in the activity of a, a group energy kind of thing? And yeah. I'm realizing, like, that was a big part of my elementary school, and I didn't realize that it wasn't universal in like the states. Okay. Yeah. Also, that's please interesting. cut out my singing. Listen. <laughs> Pay me for my drinking? record deal. Pay me for my record deal. <laughs> what? That's a nice. I like that glass. What are you? What's oh, do that? you like this cup? Oh yeah, this is my wine glass. That's a metal because I break everything. I'm a okay. large toddler, and B, it has uh, an M on it, so I don't forget my name. Nice. M for Mackenzie. You didn't laugh at my joke, and now I feel uncomfortable. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Here. I was waiting for you to say your name. There's some ASMR for you to cut out in spite. I'm a very petty person. Um, No, it's nice. I got it at... (laughs) I got it at Target. It's fine. That's it nice. Is, it I does like look it. nice, though, doesn't it? It's like, is that sparkle in the M? It's or gold. Or is that just gold? Okay. Yeah. The sparkle is just my smile. Oh, okay. <laughs> wow. How much, of, how much of this am I going to have to cut out? Yeah, how much of this am I going to have to cut out? I don't know. It's up to you. Um, what am no, I drinking? Okay. I'm drinking... Uh, uh, <laughs> I'm drinking an expensive bottle of... Uh, Cabernet Sauvignon. It's a good sized bottle of wine right there. It's a no- it, it's a normal bottle oh, of I wine. I'm sorry. I, I didn't see the bottom. It looked a lot bigger when you held it because you only had, yeah. See, it looks bigger when you held it like that. <laughs> Don't pillow talk. <laughs> Do not pillow talk <laughs> right now. You're going to have to oh Venmo me a lot more money for that. <laughs> <laughs> oh it's fine. Goodness. Listen, it's fine. Um. <laughs> uh, so what you've been doing, I've been trying to get to the... <laughs> just, <laughs> I've been trying to ask you to stop. <laughs> and I keep getting sidetracked. <sighs> um, so you've been doing like... Oh, hold on. Oh, I thought you were like telling like, me to you pause. Go. Like, it's your time. Oh, you go. like me? T- like you're t- okay. <laughs> <laughs> you go. I'm just gonna drink this glass. Your turn. <laughs> uh, no. When I first, I think when we first did the, we first did the podcast. Uh, you had talked about. You know, you were. Maybe help like jumping into the Zoom stuff. I think you, uh, I think you were. I don't know if you were on the fence about it. I don't really remember. I think you kind of might have been just figuring it out or just starting to do it or something. But you've been doing it a lot more 
Um, I've been noticing over the past couple months. You've been doing the yeah, album actually tonight I, after this. Yeah, you know, it's interesting. I uh, So prior to quarantine, shutdown, everything, obviously COVID, I have already always struggled from a young age with depression. And then I felt like I was really hitting a really awesome point in my comedy career right before shutdown. And that was devastating to me when things shut down. And I really kind of just self-destructed. I was just like, screw this. I don't care. I, I, my life is shit now, you know, and I leaned into that. I also moved at that same time. Like when things shut down, I was moving into a new house and it was really stressful. Um, I worked all of my jobs, got shut down from COVID. It was a lot. And so I was like, Zoom shows were not my top priority. And then once I jumped into them, I realized that it was an avenue for me. And I wanted to explore it and I wanted it to work for me. But mm -hmm. I also realized that it was very hard for me to expand on my material, create new material or anything like that through Zoom. So I created my own show. It was called Prompt Night. It was essentially the same as the, the set list or no, something like that. But it was essentially the idea that you get a prompt as a comedian through Zoom. It pops up on your screen and you create a joke out of that. Like you just start riffing on that. And that was my solution to this like weird new thing that we were all doing. Mm -hmm. So I started that with another comedian, that other comedian I, I passed the baton to and they took it over and I was done with Zoom for a while. And then I jumped back on when um, DNA, a uh, good friend and pillar of the comedy community that I'm in, Santa Cruz comedy community, he asked me to be a part of hosting this storytelling show. So it's not comedy. And the point isn't to be funny. It's just to tell a story. It's this lost storytelling hour, which is, you know, kind of like a mock of like the moth, the moth storytelling or whatever. But yeah. um, so that kind of propelled me back into being into Zoom. And the reason why, like, I dropped out of that show and just passed it on and stopped doing Zoom shows was that I was just severely depressed. I had just went through a really gnarly time. And I had no energy or wherewithal to do Zoom shows because it just, it's just not the same. Like, you know, and I love, listen, you know me, I love to be positive. I love to find the good in everything. And I was trying so hard, but I couldn't find the good in it. And I, every time mm -hmm. I logged onto a Zoom show, I was like, to be perfectly honest. And I like, I wish, I, I don't know. I might regret saying this, but I would log onto these Zoom shows and I would just be so nihilistic. Like, I was just like, fuck this. Fuck this show. Fuck the fact that there's only three people watching this show and their mics are off and their cameras are off and nobody cares what I'm fucking saying. And like, it just, I just felt so awful about it. And I don't, that's not my normal mode of operation. So I just went into a dark pit and then I started this storytelling show and it, it gave me the motivation to be a, a stage presence on Zoom without the pressure of being funny. And I think that has helped me a lot because now, like you said, I'm back on Zoom shows for comedy and I feel a lot better. I feel like mm -hmm. a, a way better. And I'm trying to write new material. I'm trying to do outdoor mics that are safe. And it's challenging, but I do think that I am in a better place now where I can pursue doing more Zoom shows. I just, there's this little flicker inside of me that's just like, 
waiting for things to go back to normal mm-hmm. and it, yep. it's it's not happening you know yeah 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 no i feel that too and uh i like uh just actually started the other day like i did the first one the other day we you, know, you were on it actually and now yeah and <clears throat> That was so. I didn't know that was your first time. You did remarkably well for your first time, Thank in you. my opinion. Thank you. Uh, yeah, I I think what honestly helped is doing this a lot, and kind of doing like the one on one or like doing multiple, like doing the cowboy rowdy where it's like five of us in, in a Zoom call like this. The energy felt similar, but it was I knew I had to like you know obviously you know do the do the material, but. Uh, yeah, it was, I was like, oh, this isn't what I thought. And that kind of felt this feeling of like, ah, I should have, I should have like jumped on this earlier. Like I definitely maybe should have not been so like kind of standoffish to it. Well, there's uh, always should have, could have, would have. I mean. Totally. Uh, and I just kind of went a different route, but I, I mean, I like what I'm, you know, the podcasting thing is really fun too. And I want to do both, but I just wish I would have kind of not been so. Eh, and kind of just went with it, but that's yeah. you know, no, I that's just whatever. That. I I agree. Like if I if I would, because you know, I I will say this. I have felt some like pangs of jealousy at other comedians that I see who are really putting it all into Zoom comedy shows, and they're doing really well. And it does hurt a little bit, you know. I'm like, I wish that I would have, or I wish that I could have done that. So that mm-hmm. I could be sort of having these uh, successes in Zoom comedy because they exist. There is success in Zoom comedy right now. There is. That's just that's just the way it is. That's what I've yeah. gathered. That's what I've seen. I'm sure you've seen it too. There is success in Zoom comedy. And I, I wish that I would have had it in me, but I didn't. You know, I just didn't. And, mm-hmm. and maybe you didn't either. And that's okay. But Well, I think everybody's, I think also, you know, the pandemic has affected everybody differently and so uh i you know i i looked at it as when it when the pandemic first hit i was like nobody's doing anything so it's kind of if i didn't have any like fear of missing out kind of you know like i was yeah. like okay you could kind of chill and it was kind of like okay uh, like just take a deep breath right because before everything shut down you and i both were like grinding i would see you like every night yeah. i think we were like, grinding like i, I would just see you and then said, i would see you at the next thing like there would be nights where i think there was a few nights where i saw you like uh in san jose and then you're like i'm going back to do this show and i was like if i lived in santa cruz i would go but i have to yeah there were nights i think there were like many nights where i would see you in santa cruz and then i would see you in san jose and then i would see you like i would just like i was just going everywhere and you were going everywhere and we Mm. were so busy all the time and you know i was coming it was cool though because it was like i could count on you being at least count on you and a few other people being there for like a hang it's like I'm going here. I know at least you know so and so is going to be there tonight, like so we can. Yeah. You know, yeah. Kick God, it and I miss that so much. I just, it's so. I love it. I okay. Here's the positive spin on what we're talking about right now that comes to my mind. Don't you just love when you can rely on something 
you know, when you have this thing that you can rely on, right? Like, like for comedy, for me, it was like this thing I could rely on. Like I would it go was like at my... this time today, I'm going to be there and yeah. we're going to be doing this. And yeah. it's going to be all that's like happening. Like I would go through my work day and, you know, wake up early in the morning, go to my other, go to my first job, have a break in the middle, go to my next job. And then be like, but you know what? At 6 p.m., I'm going to be at The Poet, and I'm going to be writing my material. I'm going to be working on it. And then, you know, Michael's going to walk in, and we're going to, like, hang out. And then, you know, yeah. like, Bubba's going to walk in, and we're going to do our sets, and then whatever. Like, it was just the thing that I could always rely Something on. Something crazy might happen that might make this, like, the crowd might be, like, we're hoping that the crowd's going to be good. Yeah. Because there were some nights where I would love it. I would be, like... Man, I hope I'm fucking. I hope it's like two comics and then me because fucking shit right now. The people, there's a lot of people in here. You know, like, like you just have to. Yeah, I mean, isn't that so fun too? I mean, that's the opposite end of the coin, right? Like, because I'm like, oh, I love that reliability. The reliability of like, I'm gonna do a set. I know I'm gonna see Michael. I know I'm gonna see this person. Whatever. Mm. But the other side of the coin is like the unreliable, the like the spont spontaneity. Like, it, it's so fun to be like, is yeah. there gonna be a full house today, or is it gonna be just like comics? And even when it's just just comics it's fun i or is there somebody like is there somebody that you can pick out in the audience like i was yeah. talking we were talking about that last episode yeah there's always you know there's there's or so sometimes many... like when the lab was running there would just randomly be like a comic who's like super popular that would just like pop in to do a set like kyle Ayers or like whoever yeah. you know like tom Rhodes just like pops in and you're just and you're sitting there like Oh, oh, okay. Uh, like he's gonna do, he's gonna do like thirty. You're like, yeah, I don't. Like, Nobody uh, cares. My, We're just gonna. I listen. don't care. Yeah, my spot is. Yeah, no, take my spot. My Honestly, time. take my spot. Yeah. Yeah. I think about this. There was like one. There's a night, uh, Wednesday night, where <clears throat> I did Harag show over at the Mountain Brewery, and I think I went like second. And then I had I side signed up at Rosie's and DNA beforehand. And so I had tried to like time all of it. You did it right. And I think I came through and I went to Rosie's first and I got up early there. And then I remember, this is like, uh, it was Joe was, I think, on the mountain show too, but he was la he was doing a later set. So he was going first. So like the times were, so like I, ra I ran in there and he was running out and then I caught, I was, behind him we were both running to dna's like on down the street like i was joe like, bagley yeah i was like chasing joe bagley like to get to <laughs> get to that. dna's in time i love that visual <laughs> uh and it's like it's whenever i think of like when comedy is like full swing it was like stuff like that was happening where you would just yeah. like you'd walk by and tate and colin would be coming from a spot and you'd be like yo what's up guys and then you'd go to the next thing or i'd see you coming from a place or i'd like uh go back or like you go back I mean, and yeah, forth. Yeah, like right and... before everything turned out, there was such an absolute swing and a vibe of what was going on in the mm -hmm. Santa Cruz comedy community. It was it just was absolutely awesome. wild. Like I remember times where, I mean, and the other, you know, sort of like, and like, I guess the other perspective of it is coming from a host who's hosting one of those shows on one of those mm -hmm. like, you know, popular nights. That's probably and, a whirlwind like that, of people. That Wednesday night, <laughs> Where I and it wasn't that way when I first was accepted into hosting that show because Rosie McCann's was a rotating host show, every a different host every week. And one of the best shows, in my opinion, and in many people's opinions, oh, in so fun, the scene. Yeah. And 
you know, I, it, when I first started doing that show, I, it was, you know, relatively mellow. And then at the end, when it was like Harag's show and Blind Tiger at the lab and, and yeah. Rosie's and also over the hills shows, you know, I was like so <laughs> yeah, overwhelmed. Was I was so overwhelmed. And people would come up to me and they'd be like, um, I'm sorry, I'm not actually on the list, but could I be on the list? And I'm like, oh, I'm sorry, actually. Can you please not make me feel like a bad person right now? I really want to give you a set, but I only have the X amount of minutes. Like, please. It would just get to the point. Yeah, you had to yeah. be. I would and start just, I would start I, leaving from work. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, so then I started being like, look, like I remember posting and being like, look, if you want to do the circuit, if you want to do her dog show, if you want to do my show, if you want to do the lab, like you need to plan it yourself, like get to the lab early or, you know, cause that show started first and then, you know, come to your set at my show or Harag show or vice versa, like figure that out for yourself mm-hmm. and schedule with me. And actually I do want to commend you because you're one of the few people who would always do that. You would always coordinate it and you would always oh. tell me before and not many people Every would do time. that. Not many Cause people. I was, and that's why you always got a set because I was just like, I know exactly when Michael's going to be here. I was coming from out of town so i felt like okay i have to make it worth it every time i came up there it was like like on mondays when the catalyst was going i would go and do the like there was nights where i'd sit with you where there was like five people there and we were i know do you remember the catalyst boy we were just drunk (laughs) (laughs) because we would come to the poet and we'd already had we'd already been drinking and then we'd go to the catalyst when we were sitting there and you're like I just, I just Uber eats McDonald's. <laughs> and you Don't like smiled. <laughs> okay, yeah, I ordered uh, McDonald's. It's okay. The bar. Don't no, I don't think he was gonna judge you for that. That was, it was fine. It was, listen, I got I, some. It was, we were, it was great. Listen, we had been drinking at the poet, and then we went to this other mic, and the. And of course, there was like not a lot of people there, and I was hungry, so I ordered a Big Mac. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was it was just the way you said it to me was so great. How did I say it to you? It was so like matter of factly. <laughs> it was like you had your truly, and you like, and also they had truly on tap, so you had truly in a pint glass, which was very like what that's a, an added it's an added vibe. element. That's an added element that people <laughs> need to know. Uh, and then you just looked at me like you had your phone and we hadn't been talking. I was just kind of watching the sports center or whatever. And then you just looked at me and you're like, I just do breeze McDonald's. <laughs> like it was just such a like, I just made the best decision that I could make in this moment. I just looked at you <laughs> with stars in my eyes and I was like, I just. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was just two Big Macs like in your eyes. Just like, <laughs> I was just like, like I, I, just, just... I just Uber eats McDonald's. <laughs> Uh, That's, I just love that for you. I just I, love that for you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the finger. Oh, come on. <laughs> I love that for me, too. Listen, uh, I remember eating that. Okay, I don't remember a lot, but I remember eating that Big Mac. And I remember, like, like when I was eating it, I was like, you did the right thing. <laughs> I, was like, I was like, you did That's, the right thing. That is honestly, because not every, I mean, that should be noted because not every time you eat McDonald's, you're going, I did the right thing. Yeah. Like, <laughs> no. <laughs> there's not, I would say it's not, it's like more often than not, you're going, why did I do this? <laughs> well, 
Well, and normally, like, at that mic, like, no no hate towards the Catalyst mic, except for a little bit of hate towards the Catalyst mic. Um, I... <laughs> I normally when I would do that mic and instantly I would get off the stage and be like I fucking regret that I wish I hadn't have done that I should have just gone home and this time I ordered that Big Mac because I was like you know what how I, something has to be good and I was just like I'm getting a Big Mac and I ate the Big Mac I think I finished my Truly I think I did my set and I just like left and I was just like bye everybody it's uh, my dropped. time to be yeah. gone I'm glad you know the catalyst <laughs> speaking of the catalyst the catalyst was the first time i was ever heckled really yeah it was um it Who was really you? emotional it was really i i didn't expect it to be so emotional because i started comedy when i was like 20 and then you know off and on until when i joined the comedy scene here in santa cruz and i was 23 um and i had never been heckled and then i went to the catalyst after the poet and it was my first time at the catalyst and i didn't know that it was like different you know what i mean it's like different oh yeah yeah, yeah. It's like, like how do you explain the catalyst the catalyst okay so uh when when comedy was going uh and everybody knows this that would go to these mics you go to the poet the poet would be good audience sometimes comics you normally would just work on your material or try you maybe try something new there, but it was mostly just kind of like working on stuff. When you went to the Catalyst, you didn't do any material, and you would just go up there, and you would just, whatever was in your heart, you would just give it out. And that's what the vibe that was there. And if you tried to do material, people would just be like, it's not what this is for, man. Like, come on. And so I don't know if that's what the vibe that you felt. Yeah, no, I actually agree with that. And I asked you because I didn't know how to describe it. And I think that's accurate. It's like I went up there and I didn't know that. And I tried to do material. I was also new in the comedy scene in Santa Cruz. And this really, really drunk woman, she was like, so this was at the point where I was doing this bit about my name. I was like, my name's. Mackenzie, but I go by Mac because blah, 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 blah. And it was like this bit I was doing at the time. That's a good bit. And thank you. And she was like, what's your name? And just like screamed like Hell in the yeah. middle. And I had never, I had never been heckled. <laughs> and I had never been heckled. So I what's was just your like. Name? <laughs> yeah, just like that. Just what like do that. you do? <laughs> Just like that. And she was so drunk and she was like hanging on that little like like doorway between the bar and the like showroom. And I was like, uh, my name's uh Mac. Anyway, so I was just like very naive and uh I kept going and she was like, What's your name? And just like kept doing that. And I was like Dude. for like three times back and forth, I was like, My name's Mac. Like and I just I wasn't realizing uh. what was happening. I was nervous because I still hadn't developed my like full stage presence, and so you're then, like, "What the fuck do I do?" Yeah, I'm like, "I don't know what like, to do." What's your name? Yeah, and then finally I look at her and I'm like, "My name is Mac, and you need to shut up." Like yeah. I was like, "Be quiet, like go away," and she was wow. like, "Wow, you dumb bitch," and like she just like said something derogatory, and I made a mistake that I didn't understand until afterwards, but I was panicking and I also have really bad anxiety. And also I was like choking back tears. Cause I, again, had never been heckled before and I was sensitive. And yeah. so I, I 
looked at her and I again mistake I handed her the microphone and I was like look if you think oh, this is no. so easy why don't you get on stage oh no I know I know <laughs> listen me now I know then I didn't know okay let's not hate on past me I didn't I'm know not, I'm not hate I'm not it's, I'm, it's I know all, it's but all, you know it's bad yeah. I know you know it's bad I know it's bad it's bad <laughs> but I so I was like yeah whatever like get on stage like Fuck you. And in my head at the time, I didn't think she would take it. Like, I didn't realize what was happening. I didn't think she would take the microphone. But she was like, yeah. And she took the microphone and I got off stage and she got on stage. And I don't know what she did. She might have, like, fucking thrown up on stage for all I know. I went to the bathroom and I cried for, like, ten minutes. Oh, no. I was just, you know, I didn't know how to handle it. I was embarrassed. That's just a – it's a bummer because that's, like, when you – like, when you're – like trying to do when someone heckles you and like disrupts you, it's really distracting, first of all. Uh, and then to just be like, it's your first time that's happening to you, and it's some drunk lady as well. Like, normally, your first time, it's like somebody just kind of going like trying to add like a comment, you know, like a tag yeah. or something. And you're like, okay, dude, like, uh, and there was like, also no on. audience. So it wasn't like I could... It's like a confrontation at that point. It's not even like a heckle. Exactly. She's like, what's your name? And you're telling her, and she's like, what's your name? And you're like, bitch, like my name Yeah, like there was no no one there in the audience. Like, I feel like... So I've been heckled since then, you know, in audience, like when there's an actual audience. And oftentimes, which I love, God bless a good audience, sometimes people will respond for you. Like, I've had this happen before, too. Like... In that situation, if there were an audience, like someone upon the second time of her asking would have been like, her name's Mac, shut up. Like yep. someone would say something, you know? Somebody close this, to her would have been like, hey, yeah, come on. Wow. Yeah, but at this point, yeah. you know, you know the catalyst, there was no one there. And so no one said anything. I went to the bathroom, I cried, I come back out, and then like four male comedians surround me. And they're like, because I was still at this point, like very new to the scene. And they surround yeah. me and they're like, so the mistake you made is, so I'm also oh, no. dealing with this, like, very, like, gross, like, Oh, no. Male, they don't even like, go, like, hey, sorry that happened to you. They're no. like, hey, so by the way, uh, you totally just, you fucked that up, and here's how you fucked it up. Yeah. Uh, they're, well, they were like, they were like, look, so um, next time, first rule of comedy, never hand the mic over to someone else. <laughs> and I'm like, okay. Like, I'm pretty sure we should talk about, you know, how... I handle the situation other than handing them out. Like, I, I was just kind of like, okay, like, thank you for your advice. I, I didn't ask for it, uh, nor yeah. do I want it, but uh, thank you. I get that I shouldn't have handed her the mic. I figured that out on my own, actually. Weird that I can think on my own. And it was just super weird. Like, you know, I, I basically was just like, sorry, guys. Like, I didn't. And, and, you know, like, the host was kind of, like, weird about me, like, doing that. Like, I, everyone was basically just like, you shouldn't have handed her the mic. And I was like, I get it. Okay. Lesson learned. And it was kind of, I mean, it was. It was a lesson learned. I learned my lesson. I've never given away the mic since. And I it served a purpose. So just like the first time you ever run your light for the first time. Like, do you remember when you ran your light for the first time? Yeah. Uh, I felt bad because I didn't, I like lost track of time. Yeah. Because they gave me the light, but I had started a bit and I thought I could finish it, you know? Mm-hmm. You know in your head where you're like, yeah. okay, I have a minute left. And you know where you are in your story. You're like, 
I gotta cut. I gotta like do some. I gotta do some quick editing on the fly. I gotta like. I gotta chop this down a yeah. few steps. Like I gotta. Yeah. But I still make it funny. Uh, and I think I just like went over and the host. Like I knew that it was fucked because the host just like was standing next to me. Oh, I was, like, and that's the worst. And like Oy. when I saw it happen to somebody else, I was like. Ah, like I, I cringe every time I think about it. Every time I think oh. about me doing it, I just like curl into a raisin. I'm like, yeah. ah, like I just, yeah. <laughs> I'll like be in the shower and they'll just be like, ah, <laughs> it's like, no. But it's good. It's good because it, you it's remember good. and you won't do it again. Totally. But yeah, it, it was. And then also, yeah, there's been I, like a couple times at Rooster Tees, there's been some people that were like, are like running it pretty bad. Oh, that's so hard to watch. And, yeah, you're like, yo, my dude. Like, you the see the like red standing. light and you're like, Ooh. The host is like standing. One host just came up and like tapped the guy and was like, hey, dude, you're, you're, it, it, it's over for you. Like, you got to be done. And it was, the guy had, the guy, I don't think, like, even looked for the light once. He was just. Well, you know. He what? got lost in. He got to lost fair, in the lights. To be fair, <laughs> it may or may not have been that person's first time at Roosters, and your first time at Roosters is very nerve wracking. Totally. And you don't know where the light is, and they. So if your host is nice, they'll tell you. But you know, I've had hosts who assumed that I knew and didn't tell me. Yeah, the I asked. I think the first time mm-hmm. I was there. That's I was smart. like, where does the where do you guys have the light at? That's like, well, I think I asked right when yeah. I walked in because I was like, so I, I said I wasn't gonna <laughs> pour another glass while we were recording, but let's make use of it. Can I pop? Yeah, pop. Are you ready for the pop? I'm ready for the pop. Oh, that was big pop energy. <laughs> ready? Oh, listen to the pour. Wow. It'll probably sound better on your mic once I actually hear it back, but I love that for us. <laughs> <laughs> this is good energy. This is how I talk to my. By the way, so you asked what I've been doing. I've literally just been nannying. I'm basically a That's part-time awesome. mom. I'm basically a part-time mom to a Russian family. You're like you're like you're like Auntie Mac. I guess, I mean, I like, that's pretty much all I do. And how I'm like, how you're like making fun of me or I'm like, I love that for you. Like, that's literally how I talk to the kids. I mean, that's a great thing to say to, I feel like that, that that's a good thing to say to a kid. That's like a great, like, it's kind of like a diffuser when they start saying crazy shit to you. They're like, so also, I went outside and then I saw the tree and then I was, and then the other thing and then. <laughs> yeah, I'm like you're I just love like that I you. love that for you. Yeah, that's <laughs> <laughs> oh, so awesome. <laughs> it's also great for like when they're like whining and they're like, <laughs> and I'm like, listen, I don't like this vibe. Can we dial it back a little this bit? This is not good energy. Like I don't the room. Can we just actually use our words? Like that's not the energy I want. And like they, well, they kind of get it now. Now that they've been with me for months, they understand what I'm saying. Like I'll be like, "Can we not?" And like he get, like the five year old gets it. 
you know interesting and like oh my god and i just taught the two-year-old so i nanny a two-year-old um girl and a five-year-old boy and they're russian and um the two-year-old mostly speaks russian the five-year-old speaks both russian and english um and the two-year-old i just taught her how to say yes queen and so like they get it you know like i'll be like like it's so like my strategy sometimes when she doesn't want her diaper to be put on i will like lay her down and i'll like give her like my scrunchie or my rings or my necklace or my headband or whatever like some accessory i'll give it to her i'll put it on her i'll be like yes queen and she goes yes queen like in her little like toddler voice and i'm like putting her diaper on while this is happening i'm like yes strategy yes you're like yes yes Yes." (laughs) and she goes yes i'm like yes (laughs) (laughs) that's amazing it just works it's just working you know i mean whatever you gotta do you know like that's that's great i feel like um it's really special that I can just be myself with my nanny kids. Uh, a lot of families, like they won't let me do that, but I've always worked for families where they just let me be myself, you know, and this family, I mean, you have good energy. So I don't see why they wouldn't. Th- oh my God, thank you. Um, <laughs> no, but yeah, like I'm <laughs> it's like, you know, they, I feel like they benefit from me being this like, millennial kind of like energy where i'm just like listen i don't like this vibe can we like vibe check real quick and like sam's like mm. and i'm like okay vibe check let's chill out let's recon like, let's take a breath let's take a breath like let's just chill out this is how you okay. should handle your hecklers <laughs> this is totally yes. you just yes. treat your hecklers like they're like you're like um excuse me vibe check excuse (laughs) me this is not good energy vibe check please like excuse me hold up vibe check i don't love this for us i yeah i do not love this for us right now (laughs) that would be oh that is a great response to heckling that is we figured it out they should just apply my just a, toddler strategy. Treat them as a toddler. Yeah, they're yeah. all toddlers. <laughs> I love that. Uh, just drink your drink, sweetie. Just carry on. This is not... Hey, take a breath. Take a beat. Okay, do it. Do it. <laughs> <laughs> I can't... Have... <laughs> this would be so funny. There's like some drunk dude and you're just like, uh, vibe check. Just take a beat. <laughs> The funny thing is, is that I would actually do that. Like, I talk to my nanny kids. Like, I talk to regular people. That's the thing that I think separates me from, like, not to sound conceited, but also I'm better than everyone. Um, But... (laughs) (laughs) No, but seriously, like, I, I, I like to talk to children how I talk to normal people. Like... Mm-hmm. you know when the kids are fighting i'm like hey listen like like let's say you know the two-year-old is like walking on some rocks and she's like holding my hand and she's balancing and the five-year-old comes over and he like pushes her and she almost falls to, like hold her up and she like yells at him and like tries to like grab him like scratch him and he starts crying because she tried to scratch him and my response is 
what did you think was going to happen? You pushed her. What did you think? Like, excuse me, can we take a moment? Like, what did you think was the consequence of your action? You put, you came up to her and pushed her. Like, of course she's going to retaliate. Like, yeah. fucking move on. Like, if you want to come back and be a little, ask, I won't actually say this. Like, obviously, like, if I'm actually talking to you, I'm like, hey, if you want to bother your sister, she's going to bother you back. But, like, the concept as an adult is like, hey, if you come up to someone and you're a dick to them, they're going to be a dick back. Like, that's yeah. just, like, normal behavior. And so, like, mm -hmm. that's my same concept I apply in a more gentle way with kids. I'm like, hey, if you come back to your sister and you're mean to her, she's probably going to be mean to you back. What did you expect? That makes sense. I mean, we're child-rearing with Mackenzie Ruiz right now. Like, that's that's what this episode is going to be called. <laughs> Listen. <laughs> well, child training. We put them on leashes. It's great. Okay. You Do know you what really I was thinking? Of? No, no, no. I don't. I don't. And I've actually never worked for a family. I've worked for a lot of families and and nanny for them. And I have never ever worked for a family that puts the little backpack leashes on their kids. I've never worked for a family like that. And I was thinking about it the other day, and I was like, would I? do that because here's the deal like my first instinct is like no i would never put my child on a like little backpack leash that's so embarrassing and it's gross and it's whatever but then i'm also like you know what kids are kind of fucking crazy and they will like there was a time like there's been multiple times actually where i've nannied toddlers where they will cry and like like fucking throw themselves on the ground because i won't let them run into traffic like, they want to oh. run out in the street, and I won't let them, and I grab them from running out in the street, from getting hit by cars, and they cry, and they scream, and they scratch my face, and they fucking, like, lose their minds, because I won't let them run into traffic. Wow. And I'm like, you know what, a leash would be good right now. But I don't know if I'm ready to have kids, because I don't know. I don't know if I would put a leash on my kid or not. I don't know. Like, it's embarrassing, it's like I watched this show on Netflix. I can't remember what it was called. Uh, oh, no, no, no. It was 90 Day Fiance. And this chick from the <laughs> state. <laughs> okay, okay. Listen. Listen to me. from the u.s she was like she's like kind of like overweight it doesn't matter i don't know why i'm giving you the details anyway this chick from the states she starts seeing this guy from like i don't know like india or something I don't, okay listen i'm gonna get hate mail for talking about this and not knowing the details he was from a foreign country and she was from the u.s and she had this child like a toddler and they were in his like home country and it's not mm -hmm. normal, you know, it's not normal for kids in foreign countries to have those little backpacks that are leashes. Like, that's not normal. And okay. she had one, and he was like, absolutely not. We're not going out in public with this on. But the toddler fucking bolted. And it was like, you get one. She was like, oh, yeah, you don't, like, yeah, you don't want to put it on. He's trained to have this on. Like, yeah. it's all he knows. It's like a dog in public. If you take a dog off a leash, what does the dog do? It fucking bolts. Yeah. So I'm like... I, I don't think I would have a leash, but also I don't want someone to steal my kid either. Like people steal it's children. True. It's true. 
Maybe you just... Hmm. You don't want a leash, but you want your kid to Is there safe. a way to keep a child inside of you? As, Forever? Dude, you just made me think of something that I haven't thought of in so long. Oh, my God. What? 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 Uh, It's like a horror movie. What? It's like A to Z. It's like a to Z of scary or something like that. A to Z of horror or something. And I'm embarrassed uh, that I don't know. I know so many scary movies. I don't remember what it's called, but there's a scene where that happens, and he talks to her while he's still in. It is weird, and you just made me. Th- <laughs> okay. ah, you just made me think of it. Oh, I'm gonna make you watch that now, so that you have yeah, to. Yeah, no, this I energy. want to watch it. This, I do not love this for us right now. Like, I this is not. I do not. <laughs> this is not. <laughs> Listen, oh, it's so weird. Oh, it's so bad. Here's to extended pregnancy. I'm sending it to you. You're watching it. I cannot believe that. Why do you think I'm that. opposed to watching it? I know you're not opposed, but it's just, it's, once you see it, you're like, oh, God. It's so weird. It's so weird. Listen, I've seen teeth. I can't be phased. Oh, the movie. I thought. <laughs> <laughs> you thought just like teeth? Oh my god, Michael. For a second get, I was like, Michael, what get the out fuck are more. You? Leave your house more. Go outside more. If that was your first thought, go outside more. Like, see people more. I can't even. You thought I meant just actual teeth? You need to leave your house. <laughs> like it was yeah i had to think for a second though on that because i haven't seen that movie so that's why i guess i haven't seen well it. you know i mean cult i don't classic. think i want to i don't think it, you I don't think have it. to you're not really it's not you see it to see it it's not like it's like beautifully Beautifully produced or anything. It's really a great film. <laughs> it's not like it's <laughs> like it's not a Steven Spielberg. Do you actually see the it's teeth? It's not a Wes Anderson. It's just a you know you you see it to see it. Do you see the teeth? Yeah. Oh no, you see the teeth. Yeah. I know what it is, but I'm I know you know what it is. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta pee. Can I leave for a sec? Yeah, go for it. Do you want me to keep my mic on or off? Uh, it's up to you at this point. <laughs> I'm putting it off. <laughs> I'm not. Thirty minutes.
tickets. We're about to walk down to the Tacoma Comedy Club and see Adam Ray. Oh, yeah. Uh. No way. Wow, my friends are going to see Adam Ray right now. Who's Adam Ray? Uh, he's a comic. Where the hood is? Wait, where is anyone seeing live comedy right now? Uh, in back home in Tacoma, in Washington. Oh right, everywhere's open except for here. I'm going to Costa Rica next week, but I can't do comedy in Spanish. You could try. You have time. You just gotta learn your set. I tried to do comedy in Nicaragua when I went when I lived in Nicaragua. Did not work. No. No, it's not. It's it's very hard. It's not like it doesn't translate. That makes sense. Um Okay. Do you have more questions for me? <laughs> Let me like listen. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm holding you up. <laughs> <laughs> what, you have, what are you gonna eat for dinner? What am I gonna eat for dinner? Yeah, what are you gonna eat for dinner? Uh, I don't know. I got some chicken in the fridge that I cooked last night that I was gonna maybe make some rice, and then I have some bell peppers and some onions. I was thinking about putting that all together and that avocado. Good. Yeah. I'm on. Know. I'm trying to diet right now. It's not going okay. well. What diet are you on? <sighs> The let's try not to be fat when we go to Costa Rica diet. Hell yeah. I mean, I don't know. Like, it's not a big deal. Also, like, everyone's travel shaming me. And I get it. Like, I... You're not supposed to, like, travel during COVID and everything. And, like, whatever. And I'm like, well, aren't we on the season finale? Like... Is this not the season finale of COVID? I feel like it is. Yeah, it's like, uh, yeah, it's like, um, it's like we're entering the last season of Game of Thrones. Yeah, I just feel like this is the season finale. I get a test before I go. I get a test before I come back. Like, I don't know. Yeah, and then I quarantine. You're doing your thing. Everything's... Like, I don't know. I mean, everyone keeps, like, travel shaming me, and I'm like, I just want to, like, do my best to not contribute to the demise, but also it's the demise that's happening all around me. Mm -hmm. You want to get out. You want to see some stuff. It's normal, I think. Like, I've been, you know, thinking about and kind of starting to plan, like, a trip back home because... I feel like it's going to be, by the time I'm my trip is around, you know, it'll be a good time to travel back home yeah. and see my family. I just don't want to, I just want to wait until things are a little more, you know, under control before I do that. Up, up north, like, because my, you know, my, what if, be around my grandparents. What if things are never under control? Yeah, I don't know. That's What if question. things never go back to normal? What if? This never stops. What if you get COVID and you die in a month? Are you going to be happy with what you're doing? 
with your life? Are I mean, here's the question, really. Here's the question. Are you going to be happier with the fact that you didn't do anything and you have this idea that you live with that you're helping save people because you're not exiting your, like, area of living? Or would you be happier if you don't know when COVID's going to change, when, when the world's going to change again to when you can travel, and you just say kind of like, I'm going to be the best I can be and be the safest I can be while also living my life and visiting my family and having these experiences. And yeah, I may die in a month from COVID or whatever, but at least I have these experiences. Like, what do you want? What do you want for your life? Because a lot of people are shaming people for the latter. You know, this idea that you can also be a part of the active world while being safe. You can yeah. still be safe about it. But people are shaming those people for being safe. And they're like, you're the reason that people are dying. And it's like, okay, let's dial it back a little bit and think about what, what the actual implications are. I don't know, Thanks. but that's you, a you very... Made good, you made a good point. I mean, I, I guess I haven't really thought about it like that. So. I recognize it's an unpopular opinion. And listen, don't get me wrong. I care about people. I really do. And I don't want to be the person who ever gets anyone sick who's susceptible, you know, who might be at a high risk for COVID. But mm -hmm. also, like, why are we shaming people for living their lives? Like, if I or anyone else can go and travel and it benefits you know whatever their mental health is like if it let's say you know someone goes and they and they go to a beach for two weeks and they get vitamin d and they're relaxing and they write part of their memoir and they just find purpose again and they come back to the states and they're safe you know they got covid tests and everything and they quarantine for 12 days or whatever and their life is enriched and they feel better and they don't feel like dying anymore why would i ever stand in the way of that you know what I mean? No, Why would I yeah, stand away from that? No, that's a good but, point. I, you make a good point. But it's, so many people are shaming people for that. I think it's because it's um, <clears throat> it's sitting inside. Like imagine being in a bubble and then someone steps outside the bubble and nothing happens to them. You're like, why am I inside the bubble still? I think that's the, I think that's the uh, the disconnect. What do you maybe. mean? Like imagine like a bunch of people inside of a bubble, right? And then somebody steps outside of it that's inside of it. Mm -hmm. And they don't like they don't just immediately like get vaporized. They right. Kind of just start standing there, and they're like, "Oh, this isn't like other people are going to start to go outside the yeah. bubble too." Yeah. So I think what you're saying is like, it's okay to, and as long as you're taking all the right, as long as you leave the bubble, I guess you know, quote unquote, and then you, you know, do everything you need to do, then it's not a huge deal, and you shouldn't shame other people. You know, because other people are different. Other people have different beliefs. I mean, <clears throat> I don't shame people for doing going out in public and doing stuff. I mean, I I go to work every day, and, like, I've been to, you know, outdoor shows, and I go around, and I still wear my mask, and I, like, am in public and stuff, and, yeah, it's fine. Yeah, I just think that there's this mode of operation right now where anything beyond what you do seems like sinful or wrong or whatever like you know 
I've had people who work at grocery stores shame me for traveling. And I'm like, you are way more of a risk. You are way, way more of a risk than I am. Sure, you're doing a great service for the community, and I commend you for that. But you are way more of a risk. If I get on a plane with a negative COVID test, I get off the plane with a negative COVID test, and I spend time somewhere, and I come back with a negative COVID test, and I quarantine for 12 days, and then I have a negative COVID test, I'm safe as can be. You don't have that if you're, you know, working at a grocery store. So why shame someone? I do like your analogy of the bubble. It's like, also, the bubble is safe. Why would we leave the bubble? Yeah. No, yeah, it's it. Uh, it's um. It's it's just it's just a different it's difference in opinion, and it's like the mentality of the masses versus like individual. I think uh, it's very uh, it's a very interesting thing to watch play out in real time. Like, because we've always seen movies about it, you know, like movies about pandemics and stuff yeah. like that. So watching it all play out in real time with humans has been interesting. But I wanted to, <clears throat> I think that we have, uh, it's a good spot for us to um, to wrap up the show. I know that you have to go and do something else here in a few. I do. I have another uh, show. So I want to give you a chance right now real quick before we end podcast to plug your Instagram and all the things that you're doing and uh, tell everybody where they can go listen to you and watch you do Zoom comedy. Yeah, so my Instagram and my Twitter are at It's Mac Ruiz, I-T-S-M-A-C-R-U-I-Z. If you want to Venmo me for nudes, it's at Mackenzie, M-C-K-E-N-Z-I-E dash one. Tell, listen, you'll love it. It's great. Um, no, but seriously, I uh, do have content on my Instagram and my Twitter that I think that people would like. I'm about to start a podcast called Me and Your Dad, where I will interview dads. It's going to be a lot of wholesome fun, and I'm really excited to launch that. I will be in contact with... Uh, uh michael to you know kind of like spread the word michael's gonna help me with that because he's in a sweet baby angel um other than that every thursday you can catch me on the facebook live of dna's comedy lab hosting a storytelling show other than that i'm just putting around santa cruz living my life and being a mom to the masses and that's pretty much all i have to say cool this is really fun actually uh i uh it's always fun chatting with you and like i said like we talked earlier um you know we hung out at the open mics quite a bit and we'd always bump into each other and stuff so uh yeah go check her out on zoom go watch the sloth storytelling show uh dna puts on every thursday and uh yeah she's got a podcast coming out soon which is that's exciting um yeah go check out mac uh and i think i think that's it i think we're good thank you Hey everybody, thank you so much for listening to the podcast. Please make sure to like and subscribe on any platform you're on right now and head over to Instagram or Facebook. Give the page at I'm Getting There Pod a follow to continue to stay updated on this and we'll see you next time.